Welcome to the Anti-Politics Podcast. My name is Rob Reynoso. With me again is my great friend, Alan Lemp. And today we have a friend of ours named Mike, who is going to help us shed some light on the problems that we have in our pursuit of liberty and happiness. Mike, how are you doing today? Hey, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Hey, man, we're happy to have you here. What is your opinion on America right now? What do you think is going on is it was this supposed to be like an eight hour long session was that is that what this was i wasn't told that i gotta sleep at some point man so yeah it's it's gonna be a documentary series uh <laughs> we're gonna have like a 12 episode <laughs> thing going on here uh probably about six hours total 30 minutes each time uh so yeah you know we'll start here and see hbo hbo is gonna pick it up yeah oh, um god i hope not fuck them state of america <laughs> they they host john oliver <laughs> <laughs> you could honestly go on for that long for real yeah There's a lot yeah. on the laundry list so it's 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 good and bad right so there's there's a lot of bad going on you have you have biden in office you had trump in office prior to him both of them do pretty awful things sometimes they do okay things but aside from even presidents you have yeah, I don't know. It almost feels like this civil uh, unrest in in certain in certain ways from this right versus a left, right? So uh, there there are so many ways that we can come together, and there are, uh, to use a you know libertarian phrase, like there are definite white pills out there, and we definitely need to shed light on that and Yee. focus on those white on those white pills right so um but there there are obvious things that happen that makes you feel like you're going to take a, a black pill for sure so so yeah no um, I, I agree I, I think what you're trying to say the problem with america is government <laughs> yeah so i one of the one of the white pills i would say in in my opinion is the issue of a potential, or I mean, there's rumblings, right, of some type of national divorce, things like that. And, you know, people will get really upset about this on one side or the other. But in effect, even if it doesn't happen, just the pure fact that it's being uh, brought up and that it could be a possibility could force the hand of, you know, the larger uh, state apparatus, right? So, if you have a, a potential of, say, like a Texas secede, I mean, what are the ramifications in the federal government to try and stop that from happening? What better policies could we potentially get to prevent a Texas from doing that? Or, say, a New Hampshire with the Free State Project or a Florida, as a lot of people have alluded to, you know, the Free State of Florida, people have uh, called it since COVID. So uh, there, there's definite positives out there. Um, so you're, you're, you're making all my Liberty nerves tingle right now. 
Um, <laughs> so here's a couple things that can come of that. Um, obviously, we have a two-party system, and it's it's fucked up. Uh, it, it just creates separation and divide. It's it's two wings of the same bird, right? The only way to really get back to like what the founding fathers wanted and the way to not just burn everything the fuck down and actually try to fix this shit through a civil discourse um, is either mass non-compliance or having five parties or more. Uh, we were never intended to have two parties. Now, when you talk about succession, say Texas does succeed and they can do it. Um, they can absolutely do it. They can just be like, fuck y'all. We're not part of this anymore. Boom. They have their own energy grid. They got everything they need except for, you know, you know, salt trucks when the winter hits and freezes <laughs> the entire state. Um, <clears throat> but they can do it. And what would happen if that, that did happen, or even if they got to the point where it almost did happen, like they're in the motions, right? They're like 95% of the way there and they're, they're fucking succeeding. Right. You know, it's going to, they're going to freak the fuck out and be like, all right, what do you want? What, what right. can we do? What can we do? They're going to show their fucking hand at that point, right? What can we do to make you stay? It's, it's going to be like the abusive ex-girlfriend. What can I do to make you stay? Or ex-boyfriend. I, I don't know. It happens on both sides. You know, males and females both abuse each other. But then then it's, it's going to be a threat of something drastic. And that's why I said mass non-compliance or this, because both are very drastic, right? Basically, Texas seceding is a form of mass non-compliance. If we don't hit something drastic, they're not going to show their hand and they're not going to ever allow any power to be given back to the people for us to take that back from them. They're just going to keep inching it away from us and, and saying, fuck you in the meantime with a smile. So there's, there's a couple of takeaways from that, everybody. So one thing we know for certain is that our tax dollars go to a lot of bullshit, right? You know, we, we pay a fair amount of, yeah, we, <laughs> we pay a fair amount of taxes and it gets spent based on what they think is best. Now, just for a second now, imagine a society where the government has to compete for those tax dollars. And then you get to decide where a fair portion of those tax dollars go to, you know, depending on what community you live on, one thing may be more important than the other in a different community. To, to your point, right? So I, I will, I will take, I'll take inches at this point, right? So I know, I know the idea of some type of national divorce really scares people, but really what I see this as is this does not mean that there would not be say defensive alliances, things like that. Right. When, when the United States was, uh, first came into being it in in the view of many of the founders almost all of them i would i would say is it wanted us uh, us to be a a republic with a limited federal government where states had autonomy and does that look like the america of today and it doesn't and i believe that this it, it's easy to pick at you know say like the worst president in the history of the united states which one is that they all sucked well true but wilson right i think i, I don't know maybe we can agree he's he's definitely in the tops right so it, it's easy to pick on guys like wilson or roosevelt but even from the very beginning you know we love to 
put our founders up on pedestals and certainly their writings and some of the things that they did and really the ideas that uh, came to found this country are things to certainly look at and, and, and hold in high regard. However, as soon as those men got in power, look what happened, right? I mean, the very first guy who everybody wanted to be the very first president in Washington because of his character, you have the whiskey rebellion that happened, right? Where he, right, right, I, I, right. I mean, it's from the very beginning that you have these, um, these very unfortunate things happen. So power corrupts. And they were, yeah, it absolutely does. That power absolutely does corrupt. And you know what? From the very beginning, our founding fathers were warning us about this. George Washington yeah. famously, famously said he, he warned us of the dangers of political polarization. Mm-hmm. He warned us of political partisanship, geographical sectionalism, factionalism, and interference from the opposition. He specifically warned us about disinformation, prop- propaganda, misrepresentation of opinions and facts and the aims of other parties. He told us to read between the lines. And today, what the fuck are we doing? We're ignoring all of the fucking fantastic advice that our founding fathers specifically laid out for us. They even wrote it down so it would be immortalized by time. They didn't just write it down. They wrote that shit down everywhere. It's not yes. just the Constitution. It's not just the Bill of Rights or anything like that. Like, dude, Federalist 62 clearly defines tyranny, clearly defines like what the fucking ATF is doing right now as tyranny and things like that. Um, it, it Madison broke that shit down fucking fantastically in Federalist 62. And we can go on and on on citing other papers and other works they did. Benjamin Franklin, all of them. They had they had fucking secret names they wrote shit under. To, to send it out to the papers just so it would come from a different name. Like, think yeah. about that. They're like, this shit is important enough that if people only see it coming from me, I need to have it look like other people are saying it too. Just so they can hear it from a different name and not have a prejudgment when they read it. That's fucking legit, dude. They were their own ghost writers. Yeah. 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 Take it, take a time for that. Woody to set in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking powerful Liberty Woody right there. My friend. Oh dude. I'm, I'm so libertarian right now. <laughs> <laughs> but so how, how do we get back there? How do we eliminate that fucking polarization? How do we, I'll tell you how we meet in the <laughs> middle ground. We forget about these political parties. They're leading us on. They're lying to us constantly. And think about this for a second. You're voting for the lesser evil. Like I've I've seen what these people have done with their careers. Mm-hmm. Like I'll never support that. Uh-uh. And you all need to make that decision. You know, just dive right in. Okay. Get yourself on a principled stance and set aside your differences with your neighbors because you're going to work with these people. You're seeing them at work. Set aside your differences. And focus on those single issues at the hyper-local level with kindness. For fuck's sakes, you will fucking move mountains. All right, You'll forget about Republican this, Democrat that, fucking vote blue no matter who, fucking red wave, that's MAGA, whatever, dude. Like, 
those people are supposed to be facilitators, not not your fucking demigods. You're not supposed to be your idols. You're not supposed to lift them up and put them on a pedestal. They're not going to save you. You are going to save you. Oh, God damn. You're getting me so liberty right now. Um, <laughs> and, dude, this is, this is what we preach day in, day out. And I, I know we get repetitive on this. But, yeah, fucking do it, man. Get, get hyper-local. Focus on your community. That's really the only thing that affects you. Everything else, you can say fuck off if the community is going to say fuck off, too. Have that mass non-compliance in your community. Like, what, what the fuck is the federal government going to do? do to you besides you know try to tax more but what if the what if you're so hyper on your community that all the fucking companies and businesses in your community start saying like fuck you no we're not going to pay our taxes like fuck you no we're not going to take fucking sales tax out of each charge fuck you no we're not going to send you tax for each paycheck on our own if you think the government has enough balls to come into a town of several thousand people that are doing this or even more and by well, force, come start doing that shit. I, I think they, think they try. But, uh, I think I think we I think we saw during COVID, uh, what level of politics truly was the important level. It was it not was speed local. tickets. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the paper towels or the toilet paper either. Dude, no. you you want to know you want to know an event that really had me looking strong so i just give a little bit of, bit of my background uh come from a conservative family grew up my you know my dad was a farmer he's a truck driver i spent a lot of time in tractors and semis listening to you know conservative talk radio and, and all this stuff growing up so my my interest in politics came from a, a really early age well, really, I should say my interest in current events, history, stuff like that, right? And that all kind of just leads into politics. Well, it's it, it's interesting that, you know, you have each side, you know, you're Republican, Democrat, and they take sides on certain issues, and then they they change it up. <laughs> they, they completely flip sides on this stuff when nobody's looking and nobody's paying attention. And then if you actually are paying attention, you're like, wait, wait a second. What just happened right there? So COVID was one of these events. And it was, a, a, I think, a little bit of a somewhat turning point for the right in, in terms of what Republicans are really backing and what Democrats are really backing as well when it came to COVID policies and who would be enforcing those policies to be specific. So COVID happens, 2020, my dad's a truck driver, right? He gets stopped, um, state of Minnesota, he gets stopped by a, I mean, a, the arm of the state, right? So it's not a technical police officer, you know, be some type of a highway patrolman or, you know, just DOT type of a type of a, a role. So an in, in arm, arm of the state. And so they, they go around and they just stop a bunch of truckers, right? That's their job. They stop truckers. For what reason? No reason other than the fact that they're driving a truck. And it's legal to do so. Tell me that's not some type of discrimination right there. So you drive a truck, COVID happens, they have trouble getting licensing and all this kind of stuff. You get stopped by, uh, by one of these officers. Dad explains to him, and, and, and mind you, if you're not familiar with the trucking industry, folks, it's 
time is money right time well, is money they were obviously worried that they were transporting covid <laughs> <laughs> right exactly so so he gets stopped this takes time out of his day he can't get that last uh load um in in for the end of the day that's where they make the money right because fuel is expensive tires are expensive all these maintenance things are expensive overhead and everything that people will think about right so he gets pulled over dude i kid you not my dad tells me in a span of a month or two i think it was after covid happened again this is the state not uh, because of shutdowns and all this kind of stuff they're not able to get licensing to these truck drivers who need licensing in order to operate, right? And they pay thousands of dollars for this stuff or hundreds, thousands of dollars, not hundreds of thousands, I'm sorry, hundreds or thousands of dollars, depending on, you know, weight, truck, all, all this kind of stuff, right? So he gets stopped several times by the same exact officer. The same road one. pirate, fucking road and pirate. continues to uh, almost like, badger my my dad and my dad man he is gotta be he he was one of the you know sweetest people you'd ever meet it was very difficult to get him uh to get him riled up and man was he riled up about it because i mean he's losing hundreds of dollars for the same guy to stop him for the same exact issue multiple times over the span of a month or two so that was one of the events where I think libertarianism really started to uh, I, I really started to look into libertarianism as a, as a thought because I mean, just the idea that an entity could be out there and, and harm a, a small business, a, and a, you know, a, a sole proprietor or an LLC, you know, a very small business and hurt them uh, the way that they did and their job is literally just to prey upon that one specific industry. And I, I just think it was the, the worst thing in the world, man. And it was, it was bad. So that was one of the events where I'm like, there's just really something wrong here. So, man, I start um, really dabbling into uh, listen to, you know, spike. I started reading, man, I'll tell you what, dude, go read. If you're a conservative out there listening, Go listen to Lysander Spooner. I'm sorry, don't listen. Read him. He's dead. So go listen, uh, read Lysander Spooner, man, and you will just be absolutely floored by what you find out of what this guy was doing and saying way back uh, during the Civil War time. So, Dude, Spooner's uh, good shit, man. Spooner's yeah, that really was... good shit. Super based. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, one thing I do miss about covid um road pirate laws um when we yeah, have a lot going on none. <laughs> is uh if if you guys outside of ohio i'm not sure if your state did this but in ohio um they said hey you can't pull people over speed anymore yeah like unless they That's are great. going to be threatening somebody's life with their reckless driving uh or something like that uh you can't fucking pull them over anymore i was fucking racing motherfuckers everywhere all over dude polaris parkway in columbus i'm on there it's me two other cars it was a mustang and a naughty we're fucking at a red light we line up we look at each other give each other a nod we fucking take off and we pass this group of three cop cars and 
And if anybody knows anything about Westville, Ohio, their cops fucking suck. They fucking suck. You guys pull people over like four miles per hour over. You always call in a second car. You guys fucking suck. Um, and we passed these three cops going 90 to 45. And every single one of us had our fucking hand out the window, give them the finger. It was a beautiful thing. A beautiful thing. I, I just, mm-hmm. yeah, man. I mean, it's, it was pretty, it was pretty great. I mean, certainly the the roads are a little more clear, right? Cause there's less people driving and that was fantastic, but it was just the icing on the cake, knowing that it would be very, very rare for you to have gotten pulled over by anyone. I mean, it was, it was fantastic. Yeah. I, I'm with you, man. I, I missed that dude. That was great. Oh, I, I, I rarely ever get challenged at a red light anymore. Um, but for like two years, like every red light I was at, if somebody had a Mustang or something, like if, if they just had a car, period, like shit, they could have pulled up with Saturn SL too, start revving that shit up. Like, all right, let's fucking go, baby. Um, I'll, I'll eat you for lunch. But yeah, no, I, I missed that idea. And all of a sudden we have to bring all that shit back. Why? Well, the state needs more funding. Why? State operated for two years without fu- that funding. Look how many things we cut back on that we weren't spending on that we didn't need. Why do we need it yeah. again? Yeah. Why the fuck do we need this shit? What we we can operate without that stuff when people are sick and dying? Uh, supposedly, I mean, some people were, mm-hmm. but not as what they made it out to be. But now that everybody's healthy again, fuck, we need these services to take care of people because everybody's healthy again. Yeah, it, it it turns out that we don't need to be pulled over when we're speeding. It turns out that uh, we really need uh, resources, uh, police resources going after actual criminal activity, right? So mm-hmm. go after the murderers, you know, focus on on those things where you're actually hurting, hurting people. I'm, I'm, I'm not hurting anybody by going five miles over the speed limit. I'm sorry. So that's and, and, and most of the time I'm driving with traffic. So, yeah, this is this is one of the things I, I struggle with. Um so there's there's never been an exactly smooth a totally smooth conversation about this that I've witnessed um police chases per- pursuing suspects right somebody has committed a crime you know no matter what it is right with the victim or not chased well it right it, it no matter what it is like like the problem the pro let's 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 get hyper specific right now. The let's 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 say, you know, keep an open mind right now. That um, it's OJ. The problem is liability, right? The problem is risk. The problem beyond that, which is the bigger problem, but happens less of the time, only a percentage of the time, is damages to mm-hmm. property or injuries sustained to bystanders or casualties even um is it really worth it to chase somebody with taxpayer funded resources for more than 5 minutes how is it is it really worth it for whatever crime they committed now a small percentage of that time they'll actually crash into things and they'll hurt people mm-hmm. They'll, they'll cause tens of thousands, you know, forbid hundreds of thousands of dollars of damage to property. It's a couple of kids 
who stole a truck and because they were chased, became spooked, ended up crashing into the front of a veterinary clinic. And, you know, if that place was in business, people would have been sitting right where they crashed into. And there were people who owned properties, such as vehicles parked in the uh, apartment complex parking lot right there by the building who had their cars damaged. So was it, was it all really worth it? Or when, when the police chase somebody who's riding a motorcycle and they bail or they lose control of their motorcycle and they get seriously injured or they die or they kill somebody else. Was it worth it? You know, if the police and I, you know, I, there's a lot of good police officers out there. Mm -hmm. I I think in my past episodes, I, you know, what I've said is it speaks for itself. You know, I I don't Mm -hmm. hate police officers, but you know, when you chase a high risk target or a suspect or even somebody who was confused and is fucking thinking the wrong thing at the current time is it worth it let's let's look at it uh what's what's that meme where it's like sir i noticed that you were going six miles per hour the speed limit therefore i flipped an illegal u-turn cut five people off (laughs) did 25 miles per hour the speed limit zigzagging through in and out of traffic causing other people to go off the road just to pull you over to give you a ticket so you could pay the state 110 dollars you you forgot something while looking at my laptop oh yeah fucking yeah laptop and and probably checking themselves out the mirror because they probably got you know a status boner going on but good uh and, and not all cops are like that like obviously not all cops are like that um Shout out to the sheriffs and the sheriff deputies that are really out there and, and holding up the reason that people voted for you in that area. Um, like seriously, shout out, like take care of people's rights. Like you're there, you actually have skin in the fucking game. And I know in my area, at least like they're fucking fantastic. Like they're based as fuck around here. Uh, they, they don't do stupid, like fucking extortion, steady shit. Like they're just out here just trying to take care of the people. It's when you get to like local PD or city PD and things like that, that shit starts getting really twisted. And that's the problems that I have with police. And, and, you know, this is, this is a point of contention sometimes with libertarians because on the one hand you have the libertarians who are all about, you know, really dogging on, on the police forces. And then on the other hand, and this is kind of where I, you know, where I kind of sit, which is, man, I have family members. I have friends that are police officers. I'm not there watching them every day, but based on their character, I would assume that they, they're good police officers, right? They're good sheriffs, deputies, and so forth. The, the libertarian sometimes, uh, and I don't know who really coined this phrase, but I like it. Sometimes we, we tend to live in Ancapistan in our heads, right? And, we need to realize that the sheriff's departments, the police forces are not going away anytime soon and they're not being privatized anytime soon either. So instead of demonizing all police officers, how about we, and, and, and forcing the good ones to basically leave. I mean, I know of a couple that are like, I'm just, I'm done or, or they've already left. And it's like, you know, those are the ones you probably wanted to stay, but they're tired of, you know, getting beat over the head with stuff. Right. So, um, you know, let's help them do better, uh, first off. And 
that would be that would be a great start. But to to your to your question, Rob, we we see this every so often in in the news with certain high profile cases such as Breonna Taylor. Why is it that uh, Breonna Taylor um, died because of a you know raid or no knock raid to her apartment when this was just over some drugs from my understanding and it didn't happen at, it didn't have to happen in the middle of the night, right? Just find them when they're out and about Uh, another, another instance recently. And I think this is kind of coming up in the news. I'm not sure what the anniversary is of of Waco, but I know there's like a new Netflix thing going on. So it's kind of come back around. It's coming up. But okay. So what, why did, and I think we know the answer, but why did the ATF, and I, I think who, who was who all was in cahoots there? Was it also FBI. the FBI, right? So why did they have to go and do what they did to their compound when, uh, what's his name, Kukesh, do I have that right? Yeah, David Kukesh. David Kukesh. David Koresh. Koresh, David thank Koresh. you. All right, all right thanks. Um, when David Koresh was seen around town all the time. Why couldn't you have just gotten him on one of those trips, right? So, it, it's when, when you it had to be a big show. They had correct. to they had to give people results for their fucking correct. large amount of tax money. Yes. You know, it has to be theater. Prove their worth, right? They they got to show uh, that their uh, their status dick is bigger than their liberty dick, um, as as the only way they stayed in power, and that's metaphorically and figuratively, um, and and literally sometimes, uh, unfortunately, but. I, I want to go back to, to something you're talking about when you're talking about the good cops leaving the bad cops too. Um, the way to get rid of the bad cops is getting rid of qualified immunity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if we get rid of qualified immunity, now police departments have to have insurance companies have mm. them. And guess what's going to happen if there's bad cops? They're not going to get insured. Rates are going to go right. up. They're going to have to pay that shit. And they're going to be fucked. So what are they going to do? They're going to get rid of those bad cops. What's going to happen? They're going to keep good cops. Like if you can sue police officers as a person, as a business, as a city or anything else. And when they do wrong and when they actually do wrong, not just because, oh, they did wrong this last time for qualified immunity, but you were laying down, you got attacked by the dog. And, and this time he was sitting up. So it's a different situation. His his rights were violated differently because he was sitting up. He wasn't laying down when the dog attacked him. It's a legit case. It's hmm. two cases that has happened. Like they they both ran under qualified immunity because somebody was laying down one time when the police dog attacked them, and somebody was sitting up one time. Um, yeah, he was sitting up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously that makes a huge difference, right? Especially when your hands are behind your back. He's um Yeah. <laughs> no, he was resisting, dude. He was he was sitting up on his free will, dude. Oh, that's that's resisting. Resisting as fuck. <laughs> um so getting rid of qualified immunity, bringing in insurance companies to insure these police departments, especially these, you know, cities and uh small to medium and large size cities uh that that is that is how we get rid of that situation for the bad cops uh you go the smaller the city you go normally in my experience the better the majority of the cops you find there and then when you find rural areas that it's sheriffs and sheriff deputies since they are voted in um they are actually working for the people at that point technically a sheriff's office is a private police at that point because the 
taxes in that local county are paying for the entire thing. Um, if you really want to get technical on it, there's very little state money that goes into that operation. Um, that's that's how we move away from there. Yeah, good ideas don't need force. Um, yeah, that's right. and, and and folks, uh, we would love to keep this conversation going on, but we try to keep these quick so you can listen to them on your way to work or while you're jerking off or going to work out. Uh, <laughs> 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 listen to it while you're dropping your log before you go on a fucking jog. <laughs> Perhaps when you're writing it in your log, you know, or you'll be buried in the uh, fucking bog. Um, if, if you're if uh no judgment i'll just leave it there no judgment yeah, just make sure the blinds are closed guys um so uh, great talk mike uh shit dude I, you and i can go back and I, I think all three of us can go back and forth on this all night tonight uh yeah. i think we all agree uh, i think we're all making great points and we just there's a five percent gray area we we don't agree but that's fine it's okay right. not to agree with everything everybody thinks. People, stop acting like everybody needs to think like you, okay? And then I won't have to use this stupid fucking voice when I tell you about it anymore. <laughs> and, we, and we don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> it's creepy, so, I, I know. It's, it's fucking weird. And I don't, I don't know why I fucking do it, but it's just, it's just going to be fucking creepy until you guys fucking stop. <laughs> um, anyway, 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 hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening every time. Uh, if you're a multiple listener, if it's your first time, you're about to become a multiple <laughs> listener, you're going to love it. Just keep doing it. Go back in the catalog. Listen to all of them. We've had a lot of cool people on. We've had a lot of cool conversations with ourselves. But I really appreciate you guys being here. I appreciate your support. I appreciate your yearning and your love for liberty and anarchy and keep focusing on your community focus on your community see what you can do to help them focus on groups like you are the power that help your community and help empower you and everybody else in it drink your fucking water do your fucking training get the dry fire in and hit the range never forget your three languages peace love and violence and as always my love to all of you alan lemp rob and today mike Fucking love all of you. Thank you so much for listening. All right, y'all. We'll see you next time on the Anti Politics Podcast. See ya.